At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. is WOMMLP operating our building from 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor. And with me tonight, welcoming back, Marxist Jargon. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Uh, wonderful to see all of your smiling faces again. Um, I'm not sure which have been exchanged out in the few years that we have, uh, we've last seen each other. Um, but great to have you back in the studio. Um, we like kicking it off with a song. So what have you guys got for us? Uh, this t- song is called uh, Facebook, and like uh, most of my songs that I've written, uh, it's about me. You might not be able to tell that from it, though. One, two, one, two. Stop. 
the part of the song where I like go on some like long rant, rant that like maybe gives context, but we're on an interview show, so I don't think I'm gonna do it this time. Jargon there, at least I don't work for Facebook. Ben, I've got to ask, the, the, the middle of that song, you're meant to go on a rant, and then you held yourself back because this is an interview show. So now I need to know what you're going to rant. What, what's the rant? So I, I, like, uh, I like do it uh, kind of off the cuff every time. Um, I can give like the, the context of that song. It's like two things of one, like a periodic like crisis in my life. Like, I don't know like what I'm doing with myself. I was in graduate school and like most people in graduate school, like doing a PhD, like go through like several of these processes. Um, we're just like, why, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, and, um, and so like, uh, like sort of the part of the song is about me. That's about that. And, but it's also about this interesting thing where in our society, it's not like about social media per se being bad, but it's just, there are a lot of people who are, incredibly smart and incredibly talented and their job is to make you spend more time on social media which is like pretty wild mm. to think about because it's just like most mostly like social media like using it right is about like using it like like a little bit you know mm. like figuring out how you like build balance in your life with it but there's like all these people who are like no like they're they're trying to like get eyeballs on things more and, you know, there's, I remember hearing about this, this interview with the guy who invented infinite scroll. So, you know, you go on Instagram or Facebook and it just like, you never, in, in the old days on a blog, you had to click the bottom, right? To go to the next page. And this guy was like, he was basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, yeah, I like, I'm like Hitler because I like, if you think about <laughs> all the extra hours of people's days multiplied by billions of people 
and you know all the years and days like i've basically killed like millions of people and we're just like dude like don't be so hard on yourself quite ego right there i'd say you know they probably weren't going to do too much extra that day anyway you know we're, we're, we're assuming that all of us have very very meaningful lives and he was drawing us away from from these things um but yeah, I, I kind of got the impression that Facebook is a placeholder for this larger thing. Um, and I honestly don't think it's actually... I mean, I do get what you say where you mean, um, you know, all these great minds of our generation are getting pulled into Silicon Valley and whatnot. Honestly, I think it's more people that can, can get people to gamble. I think it's the great minds of Las Vegas have just moved to... Uh, have moved to Silicon Valley, really, and know, know how to make us all click on stuff. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if we've really lost too many great minds to 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 Silicon Valley. I hope not. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, sorry, to, not trying to be rude. Let's introduce everyone so we can get a sense of who's here. So let's go from uh, stage left to stage right. Okay, I'm Drea, and I play cajon and sing backup vocals and a little bit of washboard. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm Evan, and uh, I'm playing cello tonight, and uh, sometimes I play other instruments with the band, but cello tonight. Uh, my name's Lauren, I play the fiddle, kind of. My <laughs> name's Ben, and I uh, sing, and I play the mandolin. I'm Sam, and I make dinner. <laughs> it's the most and important job in the band, actually. And sing when my voice is feeling better. And we're missing tonight our two most rock star members, Meg and Barr, who are normally playing with us. Ah, well, um, I hope they are listening in at the very least um, to, to hear what they are missing. Um, so you guys came on two, three years ago? Um, three, four? Three-ish. Three-ish years ago, I yeah, think. Four. four. Oh my really? Oh my gosh. I'm an yeah. old man. September 2018. Yeah, four years. Wow. Uh, so, four years. I, I, I hate it when people ask me what's new when I've not seen them in about four years, but I'm going to do the very same thing to you guys. So what's new? What's different since we last spoke to you? We came out with an album called Anti-Space Opera. It's on Spotify. You can search us, Marxist Jargon. Um, that's that's what's new. We went on a little Vermont tour to promote it this last summer, and that was lots of fun. We we opened for the Bread and Puppet Circus, which was that one was of the most awesome. Fun that was a lot done. of fun. Um, for that, very it, was, it was very impromptu. We just like called them the day before. It's like, can we? We had things fall through. Can we play with you? And ended up with you know like people show up at Bread and Puppet, ready to be taken on a weird ride. Mm. And which is what our album, so is. And, true. And our album is a weird ride. Did you and play the whole album? Because it's a concept album, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, does someone want to explain the album, actually, rather than me trying to explain your album to you? Can someone want to explain what this album's about? I don't feel like I'm qualified. Yeah, the person, the person <laughs> who really came up with the narrative stringing together mostly existing songs of ours is Meg, who's not here tonight. And she made up a, a narrative about... Um, space and revolution and, and refinding home. I feel like that's perfect. So yeah, our, yeah. our album is uh, interspersed uh, spoken word narratives and tunes. Uh, so it's called um, Anti-Space Opera. Um, it does have this kind of story arc, as far as I know, starting in the year 2050. Um, and... Uh, from what I can understand, apart from the fact it's got Jeff Bezos' penis rocket on the album three, which is <laughs> the best use of that rocket, honestly, that I have seen so far. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know what what's what's going on in the year twenty fifty, which from the sounds of it, not many great things. Is is there a happy ending to it? I only listened to the first couple of songs. So You'll have to listen and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your definition of happy. Yeah. I feel like it's joyful and triumphant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I'm glad about that. I, so one of my questions here tonight is actually. Uh, in the last few years I've seen you, you know, you've, uh, as, as a Marxist, anti-capitalist, uh, anarchist band, um, what you were singing about four or five years ago has largely just kind of come true or is coming true or is soon to come true. <laughs> um, so as things aren't getting any better, um, and you guys are all seem to be, you know, a, a, a fairly, uh, you know, well-voiced Nostradamus, um... Do you continue doing this in order to, because it's a cathartic shriek into the void, or is there more to it than this? It's definitely that. <laughs> we also describe ourselves as a political education initiative. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I think that pretty much sums that up, because I'm like, I'm pretty angry about a lot of things, and being in Marxist jargon helps me, like, like you said, it's like cathartic. I just show up for Sam's dinner. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just in it for the food. Yeah, I mean, dinner's pretty amazing, actually. It's, it's cathartic and it's also fun. And I it's feel so like that's fun. a really important thing, like, especially if we feel despair about what's happening around us, is to come together and do things that are fun and and find joy where you can. Yeah. Is that a form of protest in and of itself? Or is that just something to do... To, so, Something to do while the ship sh sinks, basically. Uh, maybe it could be. It's like better to err again away from fatalism, but <laughs> <laughs> it can be hard sometimes. But yeah, it depends where you're having fun and at whose expense. If, if I was a fatalist, mm. I might work at Facebook. Honestly. Yeah, that's well, that's that's true. <laughs> I'm sure they provide good lunches, which um, apparently is one of the big draws. For apparently, this. their lunches are getting worse. They're reeling in the perks because people are less into tech than they thought they were going to be. And so now and you so, get yeah. a uh, $10 gift voucher to <laughs> Subway on a daily basis rather than like a unlimited buffet. That's right. Yeah, well. No, only $5, $5 foot long. <laughs> <laughs> They made their bed. They, they can they can they can sleep in it. Um, yeah. So um, this is the first album. You, you came out with your album in 2019. Um, at least we don't work at Facebook. Fantastically named album. I'm assuming the first song is from that first album. Um, this second album. What was the impetus to to kind of get back in the recording studio? This was Anti Space Opera. We considered our first album. The the Facebook EP was when we were we made a little video for NPR's Tiny Desk contest, mm. and then recorded a couple other songs of the same setup. But it was pretty; it wasn't like mixed or mastered or anything. So this, in your but opinion, is your sorry, go. On. Well, you asked why we recorded an album, and oh, a big yeah. part of that is because Maïs wanted to record some of our songs, and then we kind of took that ten steps further and said, "Well, we have this whole album and story. Let's do that." Oh. Yeah, we recorded it in this building in Maïs's little studio. Yeah. Uh, he, he threw a little, little bit of bass on a couple tracks, too. 
Oh, because we've we've cycled through bass players and apparently we've gotten closer to having a bass player in a cello. Yeah, Evan. But... Not playing bass this evening. It should be added. Yeah, you very much playing like really playing the cello. Bass player. Really small. Bass. <laughs> um, and so so Mama East wanted to, to kind of get some of these these tracks down, and you guys were like, all right, let's let's go do that, and then kind of even built on it from there so prior to um may's kind of coming to you was there ever a kind of an idea of actually putting these down because you guys have been going for a long time now it's been four years since you've been in this studio but i mean it's been like six seven years since you, you got started no four years we've been going for four years oh since 2018 a few lineup changes and yeah we i we wanted to record the anti-space opera because it was actually a uh performance we'd been doing periodically for a couple years before we recorded it and then after the album came out and we went on tour is when we actually got good at performing it but it also <laughs> put it at a point where we could also for i think for some people it, they wanted to get good at it and for some people they wanted to be able to like leave it behind you know be like okay like this this is a thing it's been recorded we've toured on it and now it's Kind of <laughs> chapter. We can closed. talk that one off. Yeah, <laughs> hit that milestone. Let's move on to the next milestone, kind of thing. Um, well, I've lived here another song. Uh, so, what you guys got for us? There's a hen in the coop who crows like a cock in the middle of the night, but we don't call the cops our neighbors. Party till the weekend stops making noise around the clock, but we don't call the cops in the front yard. We're growing lots of crops when a plant gets bobbed still. We don't call the cops outside in the street when a pistol pops. The cops come running, but we don't call the cops. Bottoms and tops, we never 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 call the cops. Stolen when you're working at a shop, maybe make them give it back, but you don't call the cops. If you're a pig, we'll feed you some slop, but if you're the police, we'll treat you like a cop. Never call you. Never call you. Bottoms and tops, we never call the cops. 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 Might see a crime when I'm out on a walk, but if you're a cop, I'm never gonna talk. Somebody gets shot, I just reach for a mop and clean a body up, cause I don't call the cops. I'm assuming the song was called Never Call the Cops there by Marxist Jagen. Uh, I feel like the song was fairly self-explanatory, but I would love it if someone would elaborate on this song in specifically. Yeah, I mean, the song's about, um, not not calling the cops and and also about believing in, in a world where men with guns and the authority to use them don't have to show up for things like mental health crises and petty theft and conflicts between neighbors um what uh, was quite stark in my head when you were singing this is you were referring or at least in some parts to referring to, to a place where some of you live hunger hunger for terrorists which is 
very well known in Burlington. Um, you provide lots of food for the community, you do lots of mutual aid. Um, I do believe that you had your fridge stolen in the summer, which of course you wouldn't have called the cops to do uh, when that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you do actually like grow crops in your front yard. You have had your next door neighbors who we turned up to a gig the other day where uh, Lavendula were playing and we thought that they weren't playing it because your next door neighbors were playing such a loud, loud gig. And we're like, that doesn't sound like Lavendula. <laughs> we're going to go get some pizza and come back again. And then, and then maybe they'll be playing. And we came back and then they were down to the last two songs and it turned out it was your next door neighbor. So yeah, your neighbors do make a lot of noise. Um, so yeah, during tell the, us. During the school calendar. Yeah. Tell us about, tell us about Hugger for Terrace. Tell us about how, what the, the kind of principles you live with. And, and what kind of community you've created there? I mean, that's where we, that's where we have dinner and, and play music every Thursday. But I think um, I'll circle back around to that and let Lauren talk a little bit about some of the, some of the work that we're involved in right now first. Um, so yeah, this has to do with sort of, given that we have cops and given that people call them, it would be great to have better oversight for when they do things that we as a community don't approve of. Um, so folks, if if you live in Burlington and you're a registered voter, you have one more day to sign a really cool petition. Um, and this would put a ballot measure on the upcoming March election to change the city charter and create an independent community um, oversight board for the Burlington police. So right now, if there's like an issue of misconduct within the police station, it is the police station's job to investigate it and make disciplinary action. And this would just remove that responsibility or add, add an additional board that's outside of the police station to also do that work. Um, and this was actually already approved by city council and vetoed by Moreau. And they almost overturned the veto and they were one vote short. So now we are nearing 2000 signatures. Um, and if you want to sign, you can still do that in the next day, either by going to Distro, which Sam will talk about. 1 to 2 p.m. at the Marketplace Garage off Cherry Street is where Food Not Cops Lunch happens every day. And that's a project that's um, organized in part out of our house, The Hunger Fort, that some of us live at. Um, so that's a place you can go for $0 lunch and a good time any day. But tomorrow, especially, that's a place where there will be um, clipboards and sheets where you can sign your name on this important petition about the community oversight board you can also go to a website which i'm going to say now if people want to listen so if you want to fill out this petition go to tinyurl.com forward slash btv petition and someone will get a hold of you to help you sign it uh and i think it's a really good thing so please do that it very much is and this has been a few years in the making from oh, what yeah. i for what i know of um I am very curious about tomorrow being the deadline because I've got a petition going in Winooski right now and I really want to know whether or not I need all my petition signatures in <laughs> for tomorrow. Um, I thought it was next Friday was the deadline, but maybe we can talk about can that talk part about that. After, <laughs> after, after <laughs> um, Yeah, so this is, uh, this, this is a, a ballot measure. Um, it goes in tandem with, a, with another ballot, right? Ballot measure, right? Prop Zero, because in Burlington you can't actually get something on the ballot through signature efforts, uh, which is a weird municipal anomaly in Burlington outside yeah. of the rest of Vermont where you can get things on the ballot through right through for a signature effort. So we actually need to do a signature effort to get the right to do a signature <laughs> effort. It's a, it's yeah. a bit of a weird thing. Right. 
Um, but yeah, very valuable stuff, and um, mm. and certainly been in support of this for for a long, long time. Um, so yeah, how much is how much is Hungerford? How much is Marxist jargon being kind of part of these efforts? And what other efforts are you doing right now? I mean, mostly Marxist jargon. We're willing to come to rallies and other events and play political tunes when we're asked to. Um, yeah, our housemate has been super involved in this petition for years, and so we are helping a bit at the end because it's a great thing. But he's been going week every single week to meetings to like put this together and get people to sign. Yeah, this idea for the community oversight board for police in Burlington came out of the Battery Park movement when folks occupied Battery Park next to the police station for a month in 2020, and in, in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting. Um, and yeah, our housemate Tyler, who sometimes incidentally plays Cajon with us, um, has been one of the prime gatherers of signatures around town the last couple of years. Yeah, and 2,000 signatures is nothing to sniff at. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been very impressive. It's been a, it's been a, it's a long time coming as well. Uh, so I, I hope you've got enough. Is 2,000 enough? I know it's 5% in most municipalities of registered voters is uh 2000 seems like more than enough to I be honest. think I think they need just under 2000 and right now we have that number of signatures but with the error rate we don't know how many of them are duplicates or not registered to vote so we just want to make sure it passes that threshold <laughs> yeah amen to that one yeah um well probably about time for another song so what you guys got for us which one are we supposed to do next what did we decide oh <laughs> yeah so this is a uh... My, my songs are just going to get older and older as, as this uh, set goes on. So this is a song I, I wrote uh, back in 2010. Uh, so much older than Marxist jargon. Uh, it took a while to convince Ben to play this as a Marxist jargon. <laughs> we were finally there now, but it's on the radio. <laughs> I know this girl who has a garden and she makes it grow with love. You'd have to see it to believe how well it grows. And if you want to know her secret, well, you can't see it from above. It's hidden in the earth way down below. You know she listens to her soil. She gives it Treat me like dirt 
That steady strength and ease gives all her focus to each plan, one by one. And I wish she'd only give me half the faith she gives to see. And with all her tender care, she could make flowers bloom from me. I wish she'd treat me like dirt. Yeah. Run me 
Honey, treat me like dirt. All right, Max is jogging there with dirt. That is a lovely little ditty of a song. What a what a wonderful uh, image that you gave in that uh, in that song. It's um, it's beautiful. So you wrote that back in two thousand and ten. That's a, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah. <laughs> I was like right about. I was I was like out of college for a little while. I was living uh, in Charlotte with a friend of mine on their little farm, and I was thinking about going back to school. I ended up, up going back to school at um, Green Mountain College, and, like, I, uh, when I, like, went to visit, I was, like, living, like, alone in the country, you know? Like, Charlotte's not that far, but I, like, didn't own a car, and I was just, like, out there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was, like, and, and anyway, I was, like, visiting um, there, and I, like, met, when I, while I was visiting college, like, I, I met a girl who I was, like, really attracted to, and nothing ever happened with it, but I, like, mm -hmm. went home, and I was, like, oh, man, like, and that song, like, kind of, like, spit out. Yeah, I obviously the juxtaposition of being wanting to treat it like to be treated like dirt, and uh, and and feeling that that is something that's a bad thing. It's it's, it's a lovely like turn of phrase. It's very yeah. Well, it, it's partially inspired. Um, like this is like an old like Burlington thing back when the compost facility was at the Intervale. Mm. They had there was a bumper sticker uh, that the Intervale compost products had that said, "Don't treat your soil like dirt." Mm. And so that was like part of the. I, I saw that bumper sticker before I wrote that song. I forgot about that, but yeah. So Ben, prior to Marxist jargon, you've been writing songs for a long time. So is it is it mostly your kind of impetus in terms of the, the songs get written here? Are you the, the main lyricist for, for Marxist jargon? Well, so you're getting, people are getting a little bit of a um, distorted picture of the overall breadth of the sound um, because I'm... I'm uh, I, I wrote, write maybe like a quarter of the songs, mm. maybe, um, and maybe a little less. Uh, and Sam and Meg tend to, especially in, in recent times have been, been much more, pro, they're much more prolific than me. Mm. Um, but Sam has some kind of cold, uh, and his voice is not doing that well today. And, and Meg is away, uh, doing field work in West Virginia for her mm. PhD. So I see. So it's left with me and my songs. I see. So we, we, get, we get the Ben special this evening. Um, Ben's also moving away, so it's appropriate. Oh, yes. I see. Yeah, I, I, this is sad. Yeah, moving, yeah. moving to Ithaca, New York. Sad. Yeah, at the end of the... Devastated. Ithaca, you said? <laughs> yes. Okay, it's so not a million miles away, but... Not, not a million, but it's a, it's a haul. A fair distance, especially from someone that said Charlotte is really out in the sticks. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a long way from Ithaca to our Thursday night dinner and practice, but we're sure Ben will make it every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's promised, after all. On radio, no less. Um... So tell me a little bit about your Thursday night dinners and practices. How does Marxist jargon uh, operate? How do you stay together? What does a coming together and writing a song look like for you guys? Almost all of our songs are written individually by Ben or me or Meg and then brought to the band and then transformed. Often my songs um, get get transformed through critique. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the We Don't Call the Cops, I think, was like originally inspired by my friend Jazz's shirt that says Bottoms and Tops, We All Hate Cops, and that's mm. what I was yelling about. And then it turned into a children's song that's just We Don't Call the Cops, which I love it more than Because you I can't sing before. about hate in the children's song. Yeah, no, forget hate, though. We don't need to... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, hate's beside the point. Like, we just don't call them. Mm. <laughs> Children, so, adults, so, so we'd have everyone. some con con constructive co-songwriting. Co 
But what gets us together as a band mostly is dinner and also upcoming shows. Mm. We can be hard to wrangle unless there's something specific to practice for, like like all bands. Though. Well, when your back's against the wall. Um, how how does so you so hunger for terrorists from all intents and purposes is a is kind of commune, I would say. We have no? a landlord. You do have a landlord? Yeah. Well, you know, that sucks. Um, <laughs> as do we. But it, it's, it's somewhat a commune. It's a, the, the way it operates, you've got, uh, you, you grow your own food and you kind of have your pitch in and you, you do kind of, I mean, it's, it's a bit different than just a regular share house, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, does that help when it comes to being in a band? Because you've kind of got that division of labor and you've got that expectation that your fellow band pe person is going to do the work that you want them to do and, and kind of be consciously okay with critiques or, or changes and whatnot. Does that, does that help out or is it, is it actually detrimental to a band? Do we need a leader? Uh, you I need a that, leader. I, think <laughs> that the, the, I mean, at least the, the responsibility to make dinner happen every night um, disproportionately always falls on Sam, regardless of the fact that Many of us live together, but it also means that there's other housemates who will come and like crochet for the band during practice and who, you know, see our practices as a performance and love it. And I think, I don't know, I think the fact that many of us live in situations where we opt into navigating difficult situations with love and with friends probably makes it easier to also do projects together and give Sam the feedback that we want a little more nuance. <laughs> <laughs> if you could not be so, so heavy-handed with your uh, metaphors, then that would be great. I actually really love the lyricism. I think it's, it, you, you, you've got, you've, you've touched, it's very funny, it's very clever, there's lots of turns of phrases from what I can gather. Um, so either the criticism is working or Sam, you should stop listening to these guys, they're doing nothing. Um, Somewhere in there, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same set of skills in the like living intentionally in community and trying to be in a leaderless band. You're yeah. a you're a secretary, I think, is your official yeah, title. Yeah, I'm I make dinner and I'm often the administrative person, and I get really grumpy about it if people don't thank me. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty cheap dinner still. If it's just if it's just gratuity based. Um, yeah, we steal the ingredients from Food Not Cops once a time, so it's <laughs> all cycle. Yeah. Um, so tell me about this tour. So you guys went out on the tour in, in the summer to kind of promote this album or, or at least bring it to the masses. You're up at the, in Glover at the very least. Where else did you go? How did this get received? Played at Junktiques Collective, the album release show that was amazing. Eric George played. Marxist Jargon performed the, performed the record and then played a little more. And then Brass Bolagon, just like... Basically brought the party. Brought the party. Yeah, mm -hmm. everybody threw yes, down really do. hard on the dance floor. <laughs> then we went to the plain. F that was at Junktiques Collective. I don't know if I said that. Um, went to the Plainfield Opera House, which was really fun. Played a house show in Versher, Vermont, and we played on the Brattleboro Common. We played at Plainfield with Johanna, who is here next week. She is here next so week. So listen into Johanna. She's awesome. We, we love her. Very much looking forward to that. We had Lavendula the other day, which you also had a hunger free. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, now she, she's coming back on. Uh, they're coming back on, sorry. Uh, yeah, we, we are very excited for them. But um, yeah, what, what was, so what's your connection with uh, Johanna and, and Angel? Or is it kind of just you guys all kind of play similar played, music? We played at Lavendel and Marxist Jargon both played at a oh, show yeah. at Glynis Hill Farm this summer. 
Yeah, there was a fundraiser we there for CSA. Enamored with each other. <laughs> so we've been trying to schedule shows together since then. You, you all do seem like you, you, you fit very well as, a, as an opener and a main. I, either way, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we've got time for about one more song. So what have you got to play that with? So this is um, the first song off of our record. Um, it's called The Space Robot Commuter Rail, and I wrote it um, when I was 18 years old. And I first moved to Burlington, Vermont, uh, which was back in 2006. So, so impressive. In some, way, in some ways, it's a really deep cut, uh, and in some ways, it's uh, not a deep cut because it's the first song off of a record. So thanks so much for listening in, world. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm the... 
Dragon playing us out with there with Space Robot Commuter Rail. Guys, thank you so much for coming back in the studio. Please let don't wait four years next time. It'll be great. <laughs> thank you. No, we really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for thank having you. Us yeah. yeah not at all. Um, as we have already announced, Johanna Rose coming in next week, and that will be the last rocket shop of 2022. So please tune in for that. Uh, they are massively talented and probably have some great stories as you they've been on tour with several different people over the last few months so <laughs> yeah. we were going to hear some interesting stories uh, but for now this has been WOMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont this has been 105.9 The Radiator The Rocket Shop, I've been your host Tom Proctor and good night Woo Woo! Thank you guys so much, that was awesome Thank, Thank you, you. Thanks, it's always so fun to be no. here